0: Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative, and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Lattow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy it with your boy, better pray for your boy, Robin Littow. Kick that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. So let's get right into it, and I'll tell you the truth. So start with this. If this, is what, if this is what you really want to talk about right now, then we get to dry humping massage tables and things of, of that nature. Headline, <laughs> watch Stephen A. Smith call Kyrie Irving a peon and Kyrie threatened to have his uncles beat up Mr. A. Mr. A then replies he wants all the smoke except with Rod Strickland, and then challenges Kyrie to come on first take. There are some additional headlines though that needs to be talked about before we get into this topic. How about this one? Watch Skip Bayless tell Russell Westbrook he wants all the smoke and invites him to come on undisputed where he will call him West Brick to his face and tell him he's the worst shooter of all time. Why, this is a lose-lose situation for Russ. But I'm not done. We got even more. We got even more before we get into this topic. Let's check this one out. Watch Kendrick Perkins tell the world that NBA players think Draymond Green Wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. It's something about milk and cereal. Big Perk says Dre can get these hands if he wants to take it off ESPN and called him after Dre called him a coon. So we got a lot of media battles going on right now. The quote, unquote, new media, (laughs) You know what they say the quote unquote new is the new media It's the new media. there's no such thing as new media. this is not media. This is not what happens when you go to journalism school. This is not what they teach you. this is not reporting. this is not what beat reporters do. This is not what people that write for your newspaper do this is not what the your your, your weather person does this is not the five o'clock news (laughs) this is not media this is not what you get a degree in this is wwe (laughs) this is wrestling this is fake this is not real this is not real if you want to know about sports and x's and o's and what's really going on in the locker room I suggest you find out who your local beat reporters are in your area and follow them. Because this is not media. This is not old media. This is not new media. This is Jerry Springer. Okay? This is Ricky Lake. All right? You hear what I'm saying? This is not media. This is not media in the traditional sense. It's not new. It's not old. This is not media. This would make my friend R.I.P. Burt Sugar roll over in his grave. This is not media. This is social media. This is WWE. This is not real. This is reality shows. This is The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. This is Flavor of Love. This is Love Island. This is Love and Hip Hop. This is basically Love and Sports Hop. That's what this is right now. This is not media. Okay? This is all a game to the media people. That may not be a game to the athletes, I don't know, but it's a game to the media people. This is mathematics. Don't make me go Wu-Tang Clan on you. This is mathematics. You wanna know the math? You wanna know the math? Stephen A. Smith makes $12 million a year, probably more with endorsements. Skip Bayless, $6 to $8 million a year. Colin Cowherd, $5 to $10 million a year. Joe Rogan, hundred million dollars. Tucker Carlson 20 30 million dollars. You know what I'm saying? This is this is mathematics. Find out what you, you go to your local newspaper, find out what the guy that you know writes about the 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 box score in every single game. Find out how much he making a year. He not making a million. The guy that tells you, the guy that that works the beat for the Sacramento Kings, he's not making a million. The guy that works the beat for the Jacksonville Jaguars, he's not making a million. I make more money than a lot of you. And I say that not to to brag, I say that because it's ridiculous. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Makes no sense. It makes no sense. A lot of you guys are probably out there doing some really hard jobs. You're probably like, you know, manufacturers and, and doctors and and lawyers and you're building stuff. You know, you know, you're, you're a your plumber. You know, you you know, whatever. You you guys are doing some hard. It's hot outside. You guys are doing hard work right now. I'm sitting at home right now with a. I feel like I'm Game Six Clay T-shirt on, just making money doing nothing. <laughs> I'm making money off. It's a look, it's a trickle down effect. See, so that's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm not trying to lie to you. Right? It's a trickle down effect. Skip, skip Bayless said something about Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook said something about skip sites like mine. Talk about Russell Wilson, excuse me, Russell Westbrook and Skip Bayless. We get paid. So we need it to keep happening. We, we need the stuff to keep generating. Because if it was just normal stuff, we wouldn't get paid. TMZ wouldn't get paid. E! Entertainment. How much money is E! Entertainment made off the Kardashians? You tell me. How much are they made off the Kardashians? Devin Booker just got somebody at E! Entertainment paid. You understand what I'm saying? It's mathematics. It's not journalism. It's not new. It's not media. Draymond Green airing his grievances. is <laughs> <it's> not media. <laughs> There's nothing media about that. Draymond says, "Well, I I got my podcast, and I want to tell people that that doesn't understand basketball. I want them to to understand, you know, from someone play how you play basketball." Draymond Green ain't talked nothing about no basketball in the last week. <laughs> I've heard anything about a pick and roll, a pin down. A high screen. All I've heard are complaints and clapbacks and insults. Anybody can do that. You don't need to play basketball to insult Kendrick Perkins. You don't need to play basketball to insult Big Perk. You see what I'm saying? And, and look, it, it is it is too much aggression going on. Everybody's mad. But here's the thing, they're not really mad. Steven, ain't not really mad skip not really man. know what know what skip does with skip with skip when skip sees russell uh westbrook You see russell westbrook <clears throat> reply to his uh tweet he like this i only got two dollars in my in my in my in my desk but this skip mm, this steven a uh flipping the money over that's how i used to fake it when you was a kid <laughs> Flip that money over just like that. That's all they thinking. They're not mad. they thinking, I got you. You know why? Because now you got to watch first tape to see what they got to say. Now you got to watch Undisputed. Ratings go up. Money goes up. Advertising goes up. Think about it. Terrible people make a lot of money in this industry. Right? Clay, Clay Travis, terrible person. Fox bought a site. Will Kane, terrible person, makes a lot of money. People giving Jason Whitlock money. <laughs> Terrible people. You, you, you ever heard a, you heard a phrase before? Hold on, Panda Express. I just had lunch. You've heard the phrase karma catch up with you. It's not true. People have lied to you. Karma doesn't catch up to people. <laughs> karma doesn't catch up to bad people. I had to learn it the home. I used to believe that. Well, karma get them. <laughs> karma get them. Karma's on vacation with Skip, and I'm sure wherever Skip's on vacation, I'm sure it's luxurious. He not staying at the Holiday Inn. I bet you that resort looks nice wherever Skip's at right now. Karma, when did Karma ever catch up to Donald Trump? Or he said, well Karma, what about Donald Sterling? He had to sell the team for two billion dollars. That's not Karma. Selling the team for two billion dollars is not Karma. Karma hasn't caught up to nobody. Karma's on vacation with Skip and Ernest I don't know where Stephen a is on vacation right now, but I know it's, I I seen you know videos from Stephen A house. It's a nice house. My house is nice, but it's not as nice as Stephen A. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Are you guys listening to me? I'm just trying to kick you the real game. That's why kick big perk got to understand, look, Big Perk got a nice house, right? Big Perk is on his way up. He figured out the game. You know why? Because it's WWE. What's the first thing that WWE wrestlers do when they get in the game? What's the first thing that they give them? They give them a nickname, a gimmick, and a a catchphrase. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Rest in peace. Hustle, loyalty, and respect. You know, I mean? that's the first thing they give you. The first thing they give you is a catchphrase. Right? Awesome. You get a gimmick and a catchphrase. What did Big Perk do? Soon as he got on ESPN and started realizing, you know, he can make a little money. Got him a catchphrase. Right? Did I get him a catchphrase? What's Big Perk's catchphrase? What's it said? What us it say? Car- carry on, carry the head on. Got him t-shirts and everything. Listen, he figured it out. Big Perk was like, Hus game one of the NBA finals. What can I do to have everybody talking about me on social media? I know. I mean, I know he thought about this. I'm in San Francisco. I'm close to Alcatraz. i wear a prison outfit. He's thinking. It's a gimmick. He's working his gimmick. And it's going to make him a lot of money. Carry the hell on. It's a terrible catchphrase, but it doesn't matter. What? See, nobody's a catchphrase is terrible. What? It's a gimmick. It works. It works. They don't care if you make it fun of them. Who cares? Nobody likes Clay Travis. Nobody likes these guys. Nobody likes Tucker Carlson. Who cares? Here's the thing. Here's the thing about life. Let's be let's just be honest. I'm just keeping it real with If you are a person, just you know, you are a person, right? You have a family that loves you and a few good friends. Who the hell cares what anybody else thinks? Let's just be honest, right? <laughs> your wife loves you, your kids love you, your mama, your daddy love you, you got some real solid friends, you got like five solid friends. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? You got $15 million. Who cares? They don't care. It's the only thing Big Perk messes up. Big Perk just ain't figured out the Steven A. And the skill. When, when, when somebody says something about you, you know, call you a peon or call you a coon or whatever, like, you got to understand, like, you can't just go on video and start cursing them out and stuff. You can't threaten the, you know violence and all that stuff. You gotta do it in a smooth way. You don't want to make an enemy out of me. You can't go out there and be like, oh, you know, start cursing and all of this stuff. That's why ESP had to take him in the office. It's like, hey, big perk, you know, you can't, you know, it's Disney, you know, and we, you know, we got Iron Man and stuff. Like, you can't, you know, we got the Mickey Mouse. you can't be, you know, you can't be acting like you're from the hood. That's the only thing he's missing. He should have been like, Draymond, you got all this stuff to say. Say it with your chest. You know, the whole thing about the milk and cereal and the busting the fruit like they, uh, you wouldn't bust a grape in the fruit. That's good stuff. I'm sure he wrote that out. It's a good script. It's a very good script. <laughs> I'm sure he wrote it out. It was nice. I, I, I can tell by the way. Listen, I've been in, in the media industry for 17 years. I can tell when somebody writes out a script or when someone has really thought about what they're going to say. Because anytime Perk is on it, he knows he's trying to go viral. It's not natural he knows what he's doing. It's a gimmick. That's all it is. It's a gimmick. And we feed right into it. The WWE and wrestling have been around since the 1900s. People love a gimmick. I honestly believe in 2022, people love what happens off the court, off the field, more than what happens on the field. Because, you know, you only play like maybe a game a day, a game a week if it's football. Got to have something else to talk about. And the other thing is that because of television, because of social media, the reporters believe they're celebrities now. And if you could actually convert that into, you know, some profits, it's it's true. Stephen A., you know, feels like he's a celebrity. Skip thinks he's a celebrity. You know, it's no new, like I said, there's no new media. It's no, that's not, this is not media. This is this is AAW all leap. This is Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes. This is not media. I went to journalism school. Four years. I know what they teach you. This ain't it. (laughs) And here's the thing. I realized it early on that what they teach you wasn't going to make you any money. (laughs) Wasn't going to get you any fame. Wasn't going to get you any attention. And look, some people like that. Some people don't want the fame and all of that stuff. I was like that. I've never been like that. I grew up in the, you know, the Big E and Pac era. The music industry, the real music industry era. It's a gimmick. Can't really have You guys gotta understand it's all fake. It's all fake. Social media, it's all fake. And the athletes have to understand that they can't win. <laughs> You can't beat the media as an athlete, right? Because what is the one thing that the quote of the new media, what's the, quote, what's the quote thing, what is the one thing that the new media, what do they want? What do they want more than anything else in this competitive market of sports media? What's the one thing that they want? Attention. <laughs> and you just gave it to them. You just gave them attention. It doesn't matter if you're getting clowned or whatever. You're giving them attention. And the media person that gets attention is the media person that's going to make the most money. It's as simple as that. The TV show that gets the most attention is the one that's going to make the most money. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. It's all about engagement. You're right, Justin. It's all about engagement. Why do you think I do the headlines? Right? (laughs) Let's just think about. Let me just think about this stuff logically, right? The stories—they don't teach you that, right? The headlines supposed to be short and concise, and just speak the facts. They're supposed to be long and, and run-on sentences and no commas and all of that stuff. But why? You know why? Because there's a hundred people just like me that are doing the same story. Now, I got to fight against those other 99 people to get people to listen to me, to go to my page, go to my channel, go to my site. I got to figure out something different. (laughs) I got to be different. I I can't just be the same. I can't just do it the way that it's always been done. And Stephen A. and Skip and all these, they don't realize that. Nick Wright, they don't realize that. These athletes are starting to realize that. But you can't beat the media. It doesn't work like that because all the media wants his attention. So if you talk about Stephen A, that's just another million dollars in his pocket. You tell Skip, you threaten to beat up Skip, that's another million dollars in his pocket. You talk about Shannon and the Snow Bunnies, that's another million. Why do you think Dr. Umar is popular? <laughs> Why do you think uh, Kevin Samuels was popular? You... You have to get people to actually be to feel something. You have to get people look, and they're not gonna all like you. You look, I said, I said this about Kevin Sanders, and I, I, you know, it's not even if I agree or disagree with with the stuff he said. If you die, right, and people celebrate your death. What type of impact did you have? Now, granted, you know, you, you don't know because you're dead, but still, you died, people are celebrating on your grave. What type of impact, you gotta have some sort of to, to for somebody to die that you don't know personally. You just know them through YouTube and Instagram. And for you to celebrate, whatever they saying has affected you so much so much that you're celebrating their death It tells you something you all saw dr umar with a white woman in the mall and it was a story for five days straight you're invested don't lie to yourself don't lie to me you invested you invested in the drama you invested in the hot takes you invested in the back and forth you're invested in, uh, don't lie to yourself. You're invested. That's the reason reality shows are still around 20 years later. The Bachelor and The Bachelorette are, are dumb shows. <laughs> good. Like, love, all that stuff is stupid. But we still watch. Love and hip-hop, that's not good. That's not good for your brain. You're invested. You got you to be like LeBron. You got to be like LeBron. LeBron ha- ha- hasn't acknowledged Skip Bayless for 15 years because that's all Skip Bayless wants. Skip Bayless may retire the day that LeBron mentions his name. <laughs> that's all he wants. It's a holy grail for him. That's all he wants. they want. They, they make money off T.O., they make money off Baker Mayfield. They'll make money. Off, it's, just, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. So I hope you guys understand. I just, I, I, I know it's a bit of a rant, <laughs> but you guys just don't understand how it it works. Or maybe, you, maybe like I said, maybe you do. You know, maybe people do understand how, how, how it works. And like I said, you just like it. Don't lie. Don't lie. Moving on. New media, there's no such thing as new media. That should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> oh, that's silliness. Break down a new lawsuit that says Texans knew Deshaun Watson was humping tables, leaving wet spots, and sleeping with random massage therapists he met online. Instead of trying to curtail his behavior, here's how the Texans encouraged it. You know, I read this entire lawsuit, all 42 uh, pages. And what was interesting to me was a couple of things. First off, there were several points in the lawsuit where they said that there was other Texans players that was getting happy in this, um, which you should already know. You should already know that this is not a just a Deshaun Watson thing. He may have took it to the extreme, uh, but there are text messages, there are DMs. Uh, within this lawsuit that states that the people that are setting up the massages know the athletes are taking it too far. And, you know, they'll talk to him and make sure that it doesn't happen again. So this is a bigger problem than Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson just has a, you know, a fetish. He took it too far. I mean, he's humping tables like he's a 13 year old boy. I mean, that's something that a 13 year old, you know, boy does, you know, hitting puberty. You're humping tables, you know, that's weird. You hump it, you know, you hump a tail, leaving wet spots like a child, you know, like a teenager. That's strange. Criminal? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, weird, yes. Fetish, yes. Criminal? Eh, it's gray. You read the lawsuit, it's all about like people being uncomfortable, people thinking he's a weirdo, and all of this stuff. He should have just went to therapy. Like you can, you can. I'm not saying shit with all Tiger Woods like sex therapy. I'm just saying you can admit to the fact that you you know you may, you may have a problem. I mean, if you are humping tables, you got a problem. I mean, and the Texans aren't the only team that's you know covered up for their athlete and have them sign you know giving them NDAs and all of that stuff. <laughs> his uh, hearing, as far as his punishment, um, is going on. I would like to I would like to know what he says when they ask me that he humped the table. <laughs> like, does he admit... Because if you ever just really pay attention, if you don't do all the hyperbole and all of that stuff, the man never denies that he did the freaky stuff. The only thing that he denies is that anything happened that was not consensual, he forced himself on anyone, that he disrespected anybody. But, like, the humping on the tables and the masturbating and the having sex and... You know, getting hand jobs—you never denied any of that. None of that stuff has ever been denied. So I wanted, like this, the lady from the NFL, like, hey, could you talk us through you dry humping the tape? Like, what, what's up with that? Like, what, what is your motivation for dry humping a massage table? Panda Express, and do you think that's, and do you think that's, you know, could be offensive to somebody? That they saw you in that hump in the table. How do you think your girlfriend feels about you humping tables? <laughs> she don't care. She just got another coach bag. She got another coach bag, so she don't care. <laughs> you get them coach bags, you don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, not a coach bag, a Chanel bag, excuse me. You get that Chanel bag, you don't care. You don't, you don't care about that. But I, I think the, the punishment, here's what I think is going to happen. I think the NFL is going to want to, Punch him for a year, and I think he gets negotiated down to twelve games. Twelve games, and he has to do like some counseling. And he has to admit that he got like a you know a hand job problem, and and hey, ten to twelve games, that would be my guess of what's going to happen. Texas, I don't I don't think anything's going to happen to the Texas because the NFL don't really do anything to teams or owners, which is one of Deshaun Watson's uh, defense. Now, granted, uh, you know. Robert Kraft didn't get like sixty-six happy endings, but we don't know how many happy endings he got before he was actually caught. But he was caught on tape, and I, somebody said, "Well, you know, uh, you know, Robert Kraft's uh, hand jobs were consensual <laughs> uh, because you know it was at the massage parlor, some some money was exchanged." And I, I'm just gonna say this: I doubt that a 25 year old Asian woman wants to give Bob Kraft hand jobs. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure, you know, to make sure that they can actually, you know, feed their family, that's why they're doing it. But I'm sure they don't get any enjoyment out of it. That, I mean that's just that's just me. That's just that's just my thought on it. Maybe you feel different. But but that that's just that's just my that's just my thought uh, about that. Uh, moving on. Let's see what else we got on the headlines. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, wait a minute, that's the wrong one. Hmm. I just had a thought about Bob Craft. are we glad that tape never got released? <laughs> As I was a billionaire, you can, you can get rid of stuff like that. Uh, Kendall Jenner posts cryptic message about Uranus after breaking up with Devin Booker and immediately showing off Uh, showing up at the beach with her male best friend. And then that follows up with details on Kendall Jenner taking Sons' Devin Booker back after a brief breakup, after Book saw her out with her male best friend and sunbathing in the nude. That's one way to do it. That's one way to do it. Uh, Kendall was was, was buck naked, sunbathing, and next thing you know, Book was right behind her book was right behind her he didn't want to give it up i don't know what it is i think when it comes to the kardashians and the jenners and all of this stuff yeah you know, i think what it is is it's the fame like you're famous as an athlete like devin booker is famous for being a basketball player but it's a different level of fame for the kardashians like think about tristan thompson if tristan thompson had never cheated on chloe got with chloe and all of this stuff, would, would anybody ever be talking about Tristan Thompson, especially after he left the Cavs? Or would he just be another like journeyman in the NBA that nobody talks about? That's just like involved in, in in trades that nobody cares about. But when he's with Chloe and cheating on Chloe, then he's in. E, he's on CNN. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that's why he stays with her. I don't think he likes Chloe. I think he likes the Kardashian fame. I think the fame is is the addiction. You know, he wants to go to the fancy parties and have the fancy birthdays, and he wants he likes to be shot by the paparazzi. Now, I'm not saying book is like that. I'm just saying I think there's an allure to that when when you're with someone that is more famous than you, and 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 let's not get it twisted. There's not many basketball players that are more famous than the Kardashian jenners probably LeBron, probably Steph, maybe Russ, uh, maybe Giannis, like worldwide, but there's probably like maybe four or five, maybe six NBA players that are more famous worldwide than the Kardashians trust me there's more people that know kim kardashian than damian Lillard. And that's not knock on damian Lillard. i'm just saying that's just the way it is <laughs> that's just the way it is so i think it's the fame that that keeps them that keeps them coming but good luck book um hope the curse doesn't uh overwhelm you or anything well according to french montana the when you get with a Kardashian, part of the curse is that people forget about, you know, your, uh, your other skill set. People say they forgot that, you know, Fish Montana was a was an excellent rapper because he was dating Chloe. Now, granted, I just, I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> uh, but I can't, I can understand that, like, nobody talks about Tristan Thompson's uh, basketball game anymore because, I mean, you know why. Headline. Photos from Paul George and Daniela Rajic's wedding. Uh, details on the Tyler Perry ish style love story that included uh, Doc Rivers, a milk yacht, stripper poles, a million dollar offer, and Steph Curry. Uh, Twitter reacts to the nuptials. That's a wild suit that uh, uh, Paul George has on. Did they go to the courthouse? I think they might have just went to the courthouse. That's a courthouse uh groom suit. Uh, that's a courthouse groom suit. So if you don't know the story about uh Paul George, uh Paul George was uh dating Doc Rivers' daughter, Callie. Okay. Uh when he went to Miami during the summer and he went on a yacht party, the milk yacht. A lot of milk on the yacht. Uh, A lot of milk, a lot of exotic milk, not a lot of chocolate milk, a lot of vanilla milk, maybe some almond milk, (laughs) some 2% milk, not a lot of chocolate milk. Anyway, uh, while he was on the milk yacht, that's when he met uh, Daniella. Uh, Daniella was a well-known stripper um, in the area, and, of course, uh, the organizers, who I can't quite remember, it might have been Chris Brown, of the yacht party, had invited some strippers, you know, on the yacht, because you don't want to be on a yacht with like 17 dudes. So it was a bunch of strippers and IG models on the yacht. And, uh, you know, Paul George decided to, you know, do what NBA players do. He took uh, Daniela to broom closet on the yacht and, um, you know, got his two minutes of fun out, but he didn't wrap up. Um, and then, you know, Daniela came back six, seven weeks later, like, uh, I'm pregnant and I need the cash. <laughs> I need the cash. Uh, Paul George didn't believe the baby uh, was his. uh, And they went to court to prove paternity. But also, while they were in court, uh, she provided text messages that saying uh, uh, Paul had had offered her a million dollars to have an abortion, which she declined. So after that, the court settled on what the child support and everything was going to be. And sometime in the six months after that, I guess, you know, doing the co-parenting things, uh, they realized that they actually liked each other. So they actually became an actual couple and, like, did a couple things. And then a few months after that, she got pregnant with their second uh, kid. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Callie uh, broke up with, uh, you know, like Chloe, Uh, she broke up with Paul after, you know, he got the stripper pregnant. And she ended up uh, starting dating uh, Seth Curry, uh, uh, Steph's brother. Uh, They're married uh, now. And that's kind of how the back end of that is. So over the weekend, Paul, and I think they're having a third kid now, got married to the, you know, she fell in love with the stripper after the abortion uh, offer. (laughs) And they're married now. Yeah, that's definitely a love story. Somebody's calling it a modern day uh, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> a modern day Romeo and Juliet. I don't know if that's the case, but as as they are happy. That's all that's all that matters. Sometimes you find love in um some interesting uh, spaces. Hey, uh watch Shakari Richardson spread her legs to send a message to her haters uh, while calling her fans broke after she fails to qualify for the world championships says the media needs to leave her alone even after she said she wanted all eyes on her this is this is sad honestly this is sad you know track and field really only gets attention around the olympics time so almost Every time around the Olympics, an American becomes like the focal point or becomes the darling. Um, and you never heard of them before, unless you're like into, you know, track and field. I'm talking about casual fans here. So when we got to the U.S. championships uh, before the Olympics, Shikari Richardson was that person that captured the casual fan's uh, imagination. And she went from you know someone that was a popular in track to popular worldwide to casual people in in pop culture. Um, but when you do that, your story becomes bigger, and people start probing about more things about you. And they start finding out more things about you. and that was was the situation where. A reporter was actually the one that told her that her biological mother had passed away, even though she had, she didn't know that because they didn't have that type of relationship. Um, and then that, you know, that leads to you know her smoking the weed, weed which obviously should be legal everywhere, but you know rules and rules. Uh, and her not making the Olympic team, and it's kind of been a downward spiral since then. And the problem with track, and it's like this with a lot of sports. I, probably all sports, to be honest with you, but track in particular, you're talking about tenths of a second. You know what I mean? Like, if you're running the the 100, right? And you run a 9.8, right? That's really fast, right? And the guy behind you runs a, a 10 seconds flat. You're talking about two tenths of a second. <laughs> I mean, he's like, I mean, that's like that. It's like, that's like, it's a snap of your finger. But that's the difference between being world class and being somebody that finishes in, in sixth place, right? So if mentally or physically something happens and you lose those tenths of a second, you go from world-class to just average. And she's become average. And my, my man um, T. Smitty says, Ashkari is the hood version of Lolo Jones. All sizzle, no state. The thing about Lolo, though, is that, you know, she made it to the Olympics. And Lolo's just a corn, a cornball, you know, but she actually made it, you know, to the Olympics. Shikari has really accomplished nothing. <laughs> and the problem, I think, when you're, when you have a little bit of that hood mentality is that and I I tell you, even I had to deal with this as I grew up in the industry, in the business, is that your first reaction when anybody says something to you is to snap back because you can't show no weakness if you're from the hood. So her first reaction is always to snap back because that's just what it is. She has no nuance. She has no tact. Right. And furthermore, she's. Most people, like most she's a front runner. So she knows how, she loves the attention when she's winning, but she do not know how to handle it when she's losing. So she tries to avoid reporters, or she takes shots at the Jamaican girls, or she's cursing out uh, Usain Bolt, or she's, for whatever reason, taking a picture with her legs open. Like, that's just a hood mentality. That's just not, like, thinking rationally. But that's what happens when you give someone all of this attention, all of this fame, you put them in a Kanye video, you do all of this. So before they accomplish anything, that when it starts to get peeled back, the actual layers of the person is like, there's not much there. And it's the same thing, you know, on a a very, 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 very very smaller scale. It's the same thing with like uh, Russell Westbrook. Like, you know, with the whole Westbrook thing. Like to me, that's a on the court. This—that's not a personal diss. Now, granted, it's part of his name, and he says it bothers him. But you know, there's an easy way to to correct that: to make more shots. You know what I mean? It's not like they call a West Hole or West bitch. It was, it just make some more shots, and that's the same thing with Shakari. It's like just win, and it, the, I, and also social media doesn't help the situation. Like she want to meet couple of weeks back, and some some guy was on there and like i I don't see this video nowhere now that she went it all I see the videos with no the videos are on they're the same when she wins the videos always on there when when she loses they they're always i mean, it's the same she gets a lot of love she gets a lot of hate that's right, barkis you figure out what's going on out there a lot of love, a lot of hate, you know what I mean She's a lot of love, a lot of hate. <laughs> That's all it is. Hey, like, I mean, nobody shows the video where she went. Yes, yeah, she does. She's in a Kanye video. Nobody's. Come on now, let's not be stupid here. Let Let's not be stupid here. You can't be. You can't lose a match and then hang your legs out and call people haters and broke. That anytime, look. Anytime somebody got some money, call somebody broke. It's something going on mentally. That's something going on mentally. So there are other black women on the U.S. track, Tina State. Yeah. That's the other thing. You take attention away from everybody else, when you just do it from her. (laughs) Rob, you're funny as hell. Well, thank you. I don't even try to be funny. I just just, just be telling people what's going on. You know, like I want want everybody to succeed, including Shakari Richardson. But social media is a hell of a drug. It's addictive. And if not used in the proper way, it's, 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 it's not, it doesn't, it's not helpful to you. It's not helpful to you. You know, it's it's just not, like you can't do that. You can't, you can't do that. And you, you got to think man. You, know, you don't want to perpetuate these stereotypes that people already have of us. We got enough that we deal with already. What else we got here? Headline Twitter calls 44 year old ex NBA player uh, Steven Jackson corny uh, because he visited Old Block and posted gangster videos about how he's the realest <laughs> while acting like Old Block is a tourist attraction uh, like Disneyland. Um, I want you guys to listen to me really, really closely right here. I want, I want you to listen to me really, really close. And I know most of you know, but if young people are watching, uh, I want you to listen to me, super, super closely, super close. Come, hit my face, and listen to what I gotta say here. N- you don't need to stay in the hood, okay? That's not something to be proud of. That's not something to be proud of. That you can go back in the hood. I don't want to go back in the hood. My, my, my oldest daughter, Layla graduated from from high school and she went to high school back in st louis right so i had to go back to you know for you know the graduation of high school right and my mom right uh lives in an apartment complex but the apartment complex is not a bad complex the problem is to get to the comp- complex you gotta go through the hood i do go through the hood <laughs> i had to get some gas i'm like ah I get my gas by the airport at a riddle car. And <laughs> like, I want to get my gas right here. And th- these are the same streets that a 17, 18, 19, 12-year-old me used to walk friendlessly as a kid, as a youth. Now I'm like I'm not getting gas right here. You must be out of your mind. I'd rather run out. <laughs> I'm looking around, I'm looking both ways. <laughs> I'm looking behind me. Wow, this is St. Louis, Missouri, Northside. side. This is my block. I don't want to be on my block no more. If I'm still on my block at 44 years old, I fail. I fail my mama, I fail my daddy. I don't want to be on the block no more. I live in, I'm out of L.A., I'm not, I didn't, when I got to L.A., I was like, I want to stay next to the beach. I want to stay in Compton, I want to Inglewood. In I had a house out of the burbs next to the mountains. The cops don't even show up around. It ain't nothing to do. That's not cool. It's a bad. It a bad example for kids. You want to go to Old Block? Go to the Old Block at noon and come with some ideas of how those kids can get out of Old Block. Come into Old Block at ten o'clock at night to try to prove how gangster you are. It's one of the most stupidest things I've ever seen in my life. You're 44-year-old. You have to get permission from some 17-year-old kids to wear your jewelry to play on the basketball court? What the hell is wrong with you? Now, I know Steven Jackson bounces between activist, Muslim, weed head, gangster, blood, whatever. Maybe he's just confused. Maybe he's having a midlife crisis. But you don't have to... Listen, no, you don't have to go back home. You don't have to go back to the block. Not at all. There's nothing wrong with that. Remembering where you came from and actually physically going back to the block are two different things. <laughs> I remember where I came from. I remember the struggles. I remember the hood. Here's the thing, I don't wanna go back to that. I don't want I don't want to go back to 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 having to get the, the $5 hot and ready. I don't want to go back to to worry about my lights are getting turned off. I, I don't want to go back to worry about my car window going to get busted in. Who wants to go back to that? I remember when, when I, used to, when I used to visit my grandmother, my grandma Ruby, who steadfastly wouldn't leave the hood. Uh, RIP. She passed away uh, 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 last year. Late last year, um and I remember I used to go visit her before they put her in the in the old folks home. And I used to visit her, and man, I just I I was like I can't I can't. <laughs> I mean the, the, the pimps, the drugs all on the block, like I can't do. It. And I would see some people that I grew up with; they still there on the block. You still on the block? And I remember there was, there was a place that it's a local chicken place. It's called London and Sons, right? They put ketchup and hot sauce on the chicken. It's a very good recipe, but it's only in the hood. And it's in a little hood where if you, you turn the the corner, right? <laughs> you turn the corner on the drive through you kind of exposed. Like you can't get out. Like you blocked in. And I used to debate every single time then I went and saw Grandma Ruby. Did I really want to get that chicken? Was it worth it? I mean, the chicken was good. But I didn't know if it was worth it. I remember mean, one time it was like, it was in the wintertime. I had went late for some reason. Stood over there, watched a movie with her. Watched, you know, I used to watch a movie with her. But she liked to watch the baseball games. And I remember it was about, and in and, and Missouri, you know, in the wintertime, it gets, it gets dark real quick. So it was about 5 o'clock on like a Saturday. <laughs> Sunday, Saturday, or Sunday. And it started getting dark, and I was driving. Man, I was hungry. Man, I really wanted that chicken, and I was creeping on up to the London and Sons. And I was looking to the left, I was looking to the right, and I was like, you know something, I just want to go ahead and get this regular old Popeyes out in the suburbs. <laughs> I'll get this regular. I'm not gonna chance it. I'm not gonna chance it. You won't see Rob in the hood. Not anymore. Rob has left the hood. Rob is married. He has kids. He's not, Rob's not gonna be. I have nothing to prove to anybody. I made it out. That's the proof. If you're a kid right now, and and you think it's cool to be on the the hood, it's not. It's not because when you're thirty and you're thirty five and you're forty and you're still in the hood, it's not gonna be fun. There's no fun in in, in being a 35-year-old in the hood. <laughs> it's no fun in that. You're supposed to expand your life, do better, get out, see places, go travel, go have kids, go have a family. <laughs> get the the whole, you know, don't want the the house, two bedroom house, white picket fence. Yeah, that's a that's the cool thing. That's the cool thing. Being a gangster, not cool. <laughs> Having the, you know, the house. The property, the family, the kids, the stable job, you know, not having to worry about, you know, if you turn the corner and getting your head busted. That's cool. That's the cool stuff. That's cool living. That's cool living. They said so the crazy part, this guy, uh uh Dr. Christian he said, crazy part is that they don't give a damn about Steven Jackson being down there. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Why would they care about Steven Jackson? He cares. That's the problem. You're, you're Steven Jackson. I mean, I don't know, I'm don't i not counting your pockets, but I'm sure you got a couple of dollars. You're on Showtime. You go to the boxing matches. You know, I don't, you got a half dashiki on, half weed head. I don't know. What what made Steven Jackson wake up one day and say, I'm going to go to Chicago and to prove how gangster I am, I'm going to go to Old Block at, 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 at 2 a.m. or whatever, midnight just to say it with my jewelry y'all. so i can say i did it with my what who thinks like that who thinks like that at 2 a.m if i'm in chicago on a, on a business trip i'm sleeping the intercontinental <laughs> i'm sleep under some nice sheets and security <laughs> we're <the> lost generation <laughs> get out the hood Stay out the hood. You don't have to come back. Don't believe that. All these rappers are getting shot because they come. You don't have to come back. The whole point of you, any type of career, is so you don't put yourself in danger. You don't come back. And if you do come back, you come back at two in the afternoon. Okay? And say, ain't no problem going back to the hood to try to help people out. You want to go back and, and teach them about financial literacy, teach them about education, uh, certain trade jobs that they can use, uh, stuff like that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But to get on a video and say I'm on old block with my jewelry, y'all, because I'm a, a gangster and because the kids, you know, gave me a pass. What the hell is that? What the hell are we talking about? What are you doing? Go get them some book bags. Give them some books. Kids can barely read out there. They can't read, but they can shoot a nine. They can shoot a Glock. They can shoot an AR-15. Give those kids some books. Give them some education. They don't need you sitting there missing three-pointers. That's not helping them at five in the morning. You over here bricking shots at midnight. How's that helping the youth? Jesus Christ, man. I don't. I don't know what's wrong with these people. I don't know what the hell is going on around this country's out of control. What else we got? Headline: uh, The real reason Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell agreed to a sex uh, celebrity boxing match: They broke. That, that that's it. Adrian Peterson blew a hundred million dollars. Le'Veon Bell blew all his money on rap music and hoes. They need cash because the NFL careers are basically over. They need cash. Simple as that. Robert, I saw a boy get shot over the burrito at Chipotle. Listen, listen. If you have nice stuff, I know mean, my, wife, my wife hooked me up to this and I'm like, I would never have thought about something like this. She watches like uh, these YouTubes of like people going on vacation and stuff and all this stuff. And she's like, yeah, some people, some other wives don't wear like uh, their wedding rings in certain, you know, vacation in certain areas because the, the, the goons see the ring and determines how much, you know, they may have on them and try to rob them. <laughs> So I say that, like, if, if you if you got some nice stuff on you, you know, be aware of where you're going. Like in L.A., they just jump out the car now. That freaks me out. Like, at least back in the day, they, they used to wait till nighttime. In L.A., you could be having lunch outside. They just jump out the ride. Like, if you were in, like, Hollywood or Beverly Hills, like the, the nice places, they just jump. They literally just jump out the ride. Or they follow you back to your crib. If they see you got the nice car, you got the nice watch on. So you gotta be very aware. So, you know, if you're just going to get you some donuts or Chipotle, uh don't dress up for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like maybe, like the guy that they shot up at the pharmacy in Queen, was in, in Brooklyn or Queens. I mean, you're getting eye drops. And I'm not saying, I'm not blaming them because you can't blame anybody, you know, for somebody shooting them. You got to blame the people that do shoot. But if you're getting eye drops at Walgreens, maybe not have on all the chains. Maybe not have on all the slick rig jewel. You know what I mean? And maybe don't put it on Instagram that, hey, I'm staying at this hotel and I'm like, I'm on the block. Because these, these, these guys don't care. They don't care anymore. They do not care anymore. It's survival of the fittest. You guys, you to be safe out there. I'm up my head's on the swivel these days. If I had to go into the city to to cover an event, and I had to like park like myself, like regular parking, like garage parking, I'm always left and right. Left and right. I say jump out the ride now. So, yeah, yeah, Le'Veon Bell and and Adrian Peterson are broke. Celebrity boxing makes a lot of cash. Okay, Uh, before I get out of here, I was a little charged up today. Before I get out of here, I guess I want to talk about the uh, Roe versus Way. This is bigger than than Roe versus Way. Okay, it's just very important that you guys understand. And I'll say this very clearly. The United States of America is a terrible country, and it's always been a terrible country. It's never been a good country from its inception. The day we got here, we lied about discovering it. There was already people here. Then we slaughtered all the people that were here and made a holiday about it that we celebrate every year in November. Then once we got here, we realized, or when they got here, I should say, they realized that they didn't want to do any of the work, so they brought in people from a whole other country that looked like you and me to do the work for them. They beat them, they raped them, they enslaved them. And when I say it, you may think that this happened five hundred years ago. Nope, as as late as sixty, what sixty years ago you 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 still had where cops would take a fire hydrant and pour water or people have dogs coming by the hangings and lynchings. This is the nineteen sixties not too long ago. you guys find had grandparents that are in their sixties who or seventies they remember this stuff vividly. This is a terrible country. you go into the the seventies. In the 80s, we put people into war. Wars that had nothing to do with us. They got millions of people killed. You go in the 80s, you know, the drugs didn't just come into the black communities on their own. They didn't come in on their own. Came in from the government. They flooded the black communities with crack and cocaine. Excuse me, crack and and all this other stuff. You know, cocaine, you know, for a while, you know, that's for the rich people. So, you know, nothing ever happened to them. They can do cocaine, nobody problem. That was the 80s. Then you got the 90s, 2000s, where they blamed gangster music and video games for everything. <laughs> then you get to the, the early 2010s, you're a black president, but that just caused all the racists that were underground for years to come out like roaches with the lights on. Now you're here at 2022, those roaches are still in power and they want the, like, I always say that the most profound thing that Donald Trump ever said was that he wanted to make America great again. And my question was always at what part? Which part were you trying to make great? The Reaganomics part where they made all these, you know, the, the Clinton part, you know, where, where they did all the jail stuff. Or the economics part where they the economics and the education wasn't for black people. But the 60s, the 50s, the 40s, the 20s. When, when was it? When was it great? When was it great? And it's not great now. And it's touching everybody. Hey Barcus, you back? You took your ride? Yeah. I was talking to Barcus at the live stream. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see he took his ride. You wanna say hi? The live stream you want to say hi oh, I heard oh the baby's in the car okay baby's in the car <laughs> the baby won't go to sleep unless uh, for a nap unless you take a drive <laughs> um so you got roe versus wade so you know like i say <laughs> it's funny you know you try to tell white people to wear a mask and they, they basically try to overthrow the government but then they turn right around and say "Hey, this is what women need to do with their bodies you know why because that's what white men are they tell black people when to protest what we can protest about they call us thugs and animals and all of this other stuff now you're just getting down to the women so our women got a little bit too powerful let's start taking away their stuff too so eventually this country is just full of white men that's why the, the white women that voted for trump should be ashamed of themselves but this country is built by black people minorities still is pretty much ran by minorities but it's all the white men in power when you let too many white men in power, this is what happens. It's a terrible country. It's always been a terrible country. It's never been a beacon of freedom. It's never been a beacon of all that, uh, you know, the United States of America and the flag and the stars and stripes. Never been that. It's never been that. Not even close. So people are, you know, people are visibly upset. And people ask, so, so what you know, What can I do? Well, I don't really have an answer to that. Besides that you just be the best person that you can be. And try to educate people as much as you can. Don't go to Old Block and act like it's Disneyland. I can tell you that. Don't do that. But I think every day, sometimes when I have no hope, you know, something happens, it gives me a little hope that everybody's not trash. <laughs> but it's a terrible country, it's a terrible time. So try to, in immortal words of uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh, take care of your chickens. And your mentals. Make sure your mental health is good. Don't spend too much time on social media arguing with people and going back and forth. It's not good for you. It's not healthy. Try to do positive things. Go outside. Go fishing. You know, do what you like. Go to the mall. Go bowling. Do something. Just stay off online because it's it's a cesspool. It's a terrible place with terrible people. Think of the people that have. Think about how bad of a person you have to be to be those type of people online. So, you know, go find some actual people that are out there living life. Go talk to them. Go feed the birds. Go walk the dog. <laughs> Try to do something positive and keep your the mentals right. That's headlines uh for today. That's how to get a lot off my chest. To get I appreciate I appreciate you guys uh coming on and listening. I really do. I really do. I really appreciate it. And we'll probably be back, what's that, Tuesday? Probably back uh Thursday or Friday uh with another edition of headlines. I'm out. Be safe.